Welcome back. Welcome back to the Crimson Circle Connection Center in Louisville, Colorado. This, of course, we're getting ready for the Art of Benching final session, number 11. As you can see, Jeffrey Hoppy's getting ready to channel Adamus. And so, with that, let's get comfortable in our seats, wherever you are, wherever you are, and take that good deep breath of life. Breathe into you, feeling all your energies, feeling as the human, the master, feeling with the soul of you. Take the good deep breath, opening to this experience, really giving yourself permission to just open to it. Breathe for you. Breathe and invite in those energies of Adamus. He's here with every breath. He tells us always. So breathe him in as we move forward. With golden stream, our universe was clothed in light Pulling at the seams Our once barren world now brings with life Infinity times, infinity times, infinity times 
sovereign domain. <laughs> I have to admit I'm getting a little bit more used to your earth music. <laughs> I'm, I'm beginning to, um, maybe I'm getting senile in my old, old age, but I'm actually starting to like some of the things that you're doing here, and it's not even classical music. Hey. Yes, hey, dear Linda. Hey. We've got your coffee and more. Happy oh, jeez. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you. Blow it. Yeah. As I was saying um, before, I'm beginning to really enjoy the earth music, but then you started singing. <laughs> I may have to take that whole statement back. A little off tune. A little off tune. I mean, uh, how about a little practice beforehand? A little rehearsal, some harmonizing, and um, no, I, I, it was the. It was the act that counted. It was the, uh, I appreciate it truly, the singing of Happy Birthday. Any presents? <laughs> well, I, that's food, obviously, but the presents aren't gifts galore it's for. The it's uh, the fruit of the rose. Thank you. Only for mm. you. Oh, you're so mm. kind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, uh, and for you, dear Linda. Uh, yes, just for you. Later. Yes, the <laughs> fruit of the rose. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to like it. Uh, you're, you're selecting songs that are a little bit deeper, and I can feel you, you really get into these things. And so I'm kind of reevaluating my whole thing with classical music. I, I still love it. I was still an accomplished composer. Uh, but I'm starting to tune in. M maybe I'm getting kind of hip now. <laughs> <laughs> or you're picking better music. Thank you for being here, each and every one of you. Thank you from all around the world. We gather once again. We've been doing this for 23 wonderful years. That seems like a long time, doesn't it? 23 years. It is a long time. It's actually not a long time. <laughs> no, in maybe in Earth years, you feel it's a long time. And yeah, I know you look at pictures of yourself once in a while back from 23 years ago. It's like, what a child back then. And you look now, and you, you don't want to look. <laughs> but. 23 years is a flash of time on the other side. And yes, Caldra, there isn't a real ascended master's club, and there certainly is. It's nothing. 23 years. Now, I realize you've been on this whole journey for a long time, but Tobias brought you all together August 21st, 1999, in the now infamous teepee. It hasn't been that long. Look what you've gone through. F feel into that for a moment. What you've gone through, it's been very tough, no doubt. 
and we're going to take a vote uh, here at one of the upcoming shouts. You had a tough, a uh, lot of suffering, which we're coming to the end of. You were really stuck in the glue of mass consciousness and your families and everything else, but you're also the ones that said, let's do it quickly. Not three to five lifetimes, as uh, Tobias had predicted, but 23 years. That's nothing. We're going to take a vote, though, for the ones coming next, uh, that next group that's already starting to come in. Should we let them have it easier or not? <laughs> you are cruel people. <laughs> I've heard of rude awakening. This is cruel awakening. Cruel. One thing that you'll have that, that they never will, hopefully, is the, is the difficulty, but in the depth. You know, it's something that now that you're wiping the tears from your eyes and, and your soul is healing, the depth of what you've gone through, uh, the depth of darkness and despair. And you know, it makes a really good story once you're out of it. Once, once you're out of it. No, it does. Uh, you've got great stories that really I, I can make a very fair statement that no others will ever have quite like yours. Oh, wow. The difficulties and the challenges. And they'll honor you and respect you for it. They might giggle a little bit behind the scenes, saying, well, why did they make it so tough? But nobody else had blazed this trail. Nobody else had gone into these other realities. Nobody else had disconnected from the karma, the, from the ancestral families, and you did. So they might snicker once in a while and say, well, we're smarter, we're going to have it easier. But you could snicker right back, double snicker, and say, because we blazed that trail for you. That's a very true and honest statement. 23 years, and I sit here with you. Quite proud, actually, quite proud. Now, sometimes I might get a little stern or a little strict, uh, but all in all, when, when I go back to the Ascended Masters Club, and we really do talk, I mean, there are other Ascended Masters working with other groups, I'm smug as hell. I mean, I was like, I'm, I'm really that proud peacock up there. Because what you've done is monumental, uh, unheard of. And most of you, not all of you, are still in your physical bodies. Most of you are still here. I noticed you're sitting in Edith's chair, and she's going to have a word with you about that in just a moment, I'm sure. But <laughs> most of you are still here. So before I go any further, I want to invite in two guests today. Normally I don't have guests. I like you all to myself. But we have two special guests. The first one, of course, is one that's going to be coming into our Merlin event, upcoming Merlin event, and it's oh. Nikolai Tesla. Oh. Nikolai is here today hovering around, uh, has not reincarnated at all. It's, he's got a degree of frustration, which he's going to express uh, at the uh, Dream of the Merlin event. He wanted to come in because he doesn't really hang around with you like I do. He's familiar with Crimson Circle, with Chambro, but he doesn't, um, he's not real aware of the energies. And I said, mm -hmm. you know, before you come and talk to the group, you better get familiar, because this is a different group. And the, the, you, know, you come in just cold off the street to the upcoming Merlin event, and you might get eaten alive by these people. <laughs> <laughs> they are a tough group. Yes, they cuss, they swear, they drink, they smoke and they're wonderful humans. 
but they're tough. They're not just going to take anything at face value. They're going to they're going to give you crap uh, unless you really understand their energy. So he's here hanging around today. He's probably back in the food thing right now, mm. uh, getting familiar with you and the energies. The other guest, oh, uh, by the way, according to Calder, you all need to take a shot right now. Yeah. Um, the other guest I'll, I'll wait to introduce till later. But uh, let me start by saying this is the last um, shout of the benching series, mm -hmm. last one, 11. Uh, the year particularly went by fast. Mm -hmm. um, and what a year it was. Uh, we're going to be moving on in many, many different ways, moving on to the new series, the alt series. I'll explain it in a moment, but before we go any further, let's kind of get warmed up here. I'm going to ask the question for the audience now, microphone time. So in just a few words, express, uh, describe what have the energies been like lately, you know, the, whether it's global or just not, not just yours, but the energies of humanity and mass consciousness. In just a few words, what, have that, what has that been like lately? Okay, let's see, a volunteer. Okay, there's one. Got me. <laughs> Greetings, Master. Greetings. Good to be here. Um, the energies, I felt them really, how were they? I personally felt like they were um, um, not peaceful, very rough in a way. Yeah. I felt them rough. Yeah. Also personally, it was like times, I was like, geez, what's going on? In, in what time frame are you talking about? The last day or the last month? Last few weeks. Last few months, weeks, yeah. good. Good. And rough in what way? Well, we talk about, you know, um, people are go really going into extremes in different areas. There's yeah. a lot of division. Yes. And so the energies are, energies are really kind of taxing. Yeah. Yeah, very taxing. Ta right taxing, now. yeah. It's yeah. a good word. Uh, and uh, what about your dreams? Um, they were interesting, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I have those dreams, I'm like, I have a dream and I'm like, so, so now I would, then it's kind of, I'm looking from outside into my dream. Yes. And I'm like, so now I want to go do this. But then in my dream, I do something else. I'm like, the fuck, you know, it's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, or is it? Is it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it's basically also then, then I just recently realized, wait, it's like, you know, I want to control my dream now. So it's like. Just yeah, so often be. in the dreams right now, uh, you're right. You 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 think you want a nice peaceful dream. You're you're not getting that at night, uh, because everything is acting out on many many levels, uh, including your dream states. And uh, if there's any, still any uh, kind of uh, wayward aspects inside, they're acting out. And just when you think you'd like to go that direction in a dream, you're going that direction. Right. And just when you think you cleared everything out. Uh, but you're feeling a lot into overall mass consciousness right, right now. Yeah. And one of the things uh, that's unfortunate about dreams is the mind just doesn't understand how to interpret the, the real energies that go literally beyond the mind. Mm -hmm. So it comes up with these cheesy imitations, uh, and that's what you think is your dream, but there's so much more happening in them. And that's what we're going to be exploring in our next series in, in ALT. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, and give you a better understanding. And specifically in... Kihak uh, coming up, 
we're going to be talking about now. Um, you've in Kihak, you've gone beyond now the mind clamping down, and we're going to do a few things in our next session. Okay. Now you can really go beyond the mind. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a little talk with the mind, uh, oh, yeah. but it, it'd be it'd be incredible, and it, it's a little nerve. Well, it's freaking scary actually when you start going beyond the mind. Uh, so good, thank you for your answer. Yeah, thank good. you. Next energies. What have they been like lately? What's what are you feeling? Not necessarily you personally, but what's all around? <gasps> For me, um, it seems like um, every time you say, what else could happen, what <laughs> else happens? Yeah, it happens. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, it seems like there doesn't seem to be any kind of um, resolution uh, that I can see on the horizon, and it seems to get more intense all the time, and so I don't see any kind of, um, uh, you know, calming down of any kind of things going on right now. Mm. There seems to be more Damn. things happening, Damn. you know, like yeah. <laughs> the last little bit. Well, you're a bummer. Let's pass the mic. I know. <laughs> no, 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 kidding, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> you asked me what it felt like. That's what it uh, feels no, like. No, and, and that's what these sessions are for. Yeah. Yeah. So well, pass a mic right next to you there. Yes. No, that's not fair. Yes, it is. Okay, here. Yes. It's yours. It's yours, buddy. It's, it's not fair. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> fair. Yeah, Life yeah, is not yeah. fair. That's what I said. <laughs> hey, you bought a ticket to this show. Now you gotta, you gotta dance. You gotta perform. Yeah, yeah. So, what are the energies feeling like? Well, um, I ex there seems to be a lot of chaos. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, or Jeffrey mentioned, the word freedom earlier. Right. And I think. Uh, that certainly we are becoming more free. There is more freedom, mm. but that means less structure. That means more chaos, more confusion, more yes. change. And so that's what I experience around me. Mm -hmm. Inside me, I experience things almost like the opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm finding myself much more um, peaceful. And can you differentiate the two? What's out there, what's in here? Well. I think so. Some yeah. of, most of the time, uh, um, I've made it a very clear intention that you know I want to be peaceful, mm -hmm. regardless of what is around me. Mm -hmm. So I just have to ask uh, because I know other people are feeling the same way. They're coming to some sort of new calm inside, and uh, the battles are done, uh, over with, and, and they're truly starting to be able to enjoy life. But then. It's in this whole circus, this whole uh, conflict that seems to be going on. Why hang around for that? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I think it's on the mind of a lot I, of people. Um, I mean, it's easy to be peaceful yeah. when you're sitting beside a lake and the water is flowing and the wind is in, you know, a little breeze in the trees mm -hmm. and things. That's easy. Right. Can you feel peaceful in the context of a storm? Exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, and, and the, the typical answer should be, well, I can be out here by myself peaceful and kind of, kind of not pay a whole lot of attention. I feel some of the other energies coming around, but I don't have to get caught up. But 
Uh, that'd be the normal thing to do, but Chumber's like, no, I want to get right back in there. I want to go right back into those, into the, the, the storm of the lion that's taking place, which is okay, but, you know, it does get, get a little tiring after a while. Good, thank you. Thank you for your answer. A couple more. What are the energies like lately? Is there anybody else in particular you would like me to volunteer? No, no, that's fine. <laughs> Take your time, I'm going to eat. Ooh. Hello. What are the energies like lately? Very shaky. Very shaky. Why? Outside and uh, um, struggling a little bit to separate it from the inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's going on out there right now? Uh, a lot of uncertainty and uh, feeling a lot of the energies outside of me. Yeah. And then. Uh, and brings a lot of the question, is it me, is it mine? Mm -hmm. Or is it am I being like antenna right now? <laughs> yeah. So how do you differentiate what's yours, what's not? not? I'm not always very good at it. <laughs> yeah. But you could be. Yeah. And, and Tobias, I, Tobias said it years ago very simply. Uh, what's yours is what you're choosing, everything else you let go. That's what I was going when but I then, tune. Then yeah. you jump in and say, Yeah, but I, I really caused that and I really deserve that and that's really mine. No, it's not. It is that simple. It is no longer you. Once you say, that's not what I want. It can be with other people, uh, but it's no longer you. Yeah. How's life? Right your, how's your life right now? Um, digging a lot in the right of choosing. Yeah, good, so good. which is go hand to hand for what you just right. told me. <laughs> yeah. And, and I hope you know you and I spend a fair amount of time together. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to send you a bill uh, for it. But um, now we've had some good talks. We've had some good talks, and uh, and like other Chambra, your heart is is so big and your commitment so strong. Uh, but you you go to bed some nights and put a blanket of doubt over yourself, and I I, I, I scold you for that. You don't yeah, need a blanket. <laughs> yeah, you don't need a blanket. And the doubt hasn't, it really doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't even look good on you. So you just, one day you say, fuck doubt. You know, it's another t shirt. Uh, and, uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, because that's, you know, you're never going to overcome doubt. Uh, you're never going to beat doubt. And you're never going to suddenly have some uh, grand epiphany where doubt just goes away. You finally say, I'm done with doubt, I'm done with that game. That's well, it. Yeah. Yeah. We have so many talents, but yeah, they, that doubt blanket. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. It out. Thank you. Thank you. One more. How's the world? What's going on? A couple of words for the world. You can do a couple of words. I dare you. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of anxiety out there. Yeah. And, and I, I see where I'm at when I, when I, the anxiety is like a mirror for me, mm -hmm. and I see where I'm at. Yep. And I don't have that anxiety, uh, or very little, mm -hmm. a lot less. Right. Um, but I'm very sensitive to those energies, so I I tend to spend a lot of time alone. Good. I mean, yeah. good thinking, it, because you are and sensitive. And it's not that I don't like people. It's just right. that I feel better when they're not around. <laughs> 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 I, 
again, it's... <laughs> That's kind of classic. I, yeah. didn't, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't mean Chambra, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Poof, they disappear. Oh, tr- uh, thank you. Uh, th- and it was a great statement. We'll have to put that up on the wall at the Ascended Masters Club. Uh, anybody disagree with kind of where you see the direction of this going? Anybody saying, gosh, the world's such a beautiful place and kumbaya, kumbaya? Okay. It is a very tough place right now. For a couple of reasons we've talked about, it's going very, very fast, faster than ever. Uh, fasten your seatbelts uh, because it's just zooming right now. The changes, the magnitude, uh, what's happening psychically, you know, energetically, what's also happening in terms of uh, research and development and new things coming along. And a lot, a lot of people lick their lips, smack their chops, say, oh good, a new technology coming, uh, a new type of car, a new type of uh, healing for the body, a new type of this, and it's all coming. It's roaring your way. Most of it yet hasn't come into um, mass distribution, but it's going to. And you say, that is great. Look at all this new stuff coming. It's actually overwhelming because it's coming so fast. The time it takes to adapt and adjust to a brand new uh, kind of a paradigm shifting technology is causing the, the human mental balance to start falling apart. And people going crazy. Uh, the ones who weren't crazy starting to feel very unbalanced. And ultimately, uh, I guess the, if you really distill all this, Look at the world right now. Uh, feel into this that humanity is feeling more unsafe than ever before. The funny thing is, statistically, you could argue that you could say there's less wars, there's less, uh, there's less uh, hunger, there's uh, less this and that. There's better, better medical care, better education. It doesn't matter. Because if people are feeling unsafe right now, that's what you're feeling. And those are, that it brings rise to things like anxiety, fear, desperation, people doing crazy, crazy things. They don't know why they're doing it, and nobody else knows why they're doing it. It's a knee-jerk reaction to feeling pathetically unsafe on the planet right now. Feel it in your own life. You've, you've gone through that, you've experienced it. But you take away safety. Uh, safety is often contained in, in the human realms in the family nucleus. That's falling apart right now. Safety is uh, felt when you have a good, uh, reliable government system. Uh, government systems will never be great because it's a government, but sometimes just having one that's stable. Where is that right now? I mean, it's not here in the U.S., it's not in Europe for the most part, it's not in other parts of the world. Safety is often found in the, the consolation of uh, churches and religions. You go to church, you've had a tough week, you sit there and talk about how God loves you, but it's pervert standing up there in the podium. And it's... Uh, <laughs> did I say that? Oh, that was Tesla. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where, where is, the, is the trust that people once had in the religions? Uh, that's falling apart. So the basic fundamental safety nets just aren't there. And what do people start doing? They say, well, I have to become more self-reliant, uh, maybe grow my own foods, maybe 
own more guns, maybe uh, you know, barricade the yards nobody can get in, and pretty soon you have proliferation of security cameras and weapons and people stockpiling. That adds to this anxiety factor that's out there, and it's huge, and it's not yours. I cannot emphasize that enough. Well, I will later, so I will keep emphasizing. It's not yours. You're feeling it on the planet. You've chosen to stay here, and that's what's happening. It's all over the place. Uh, people that never had anxiety before, never had problems sleeping, never drank or took drugs to numb the pain, are now resorting to things like that. They don't know where to turn to. If you were a muggle, which you used to be, uh, what would you be turning to right now? Family? Some, not many. Uh, your job? Pfft. Used to be you could start a job, a career, and you'd stay in that, stay with the same company most of the, your, your life, which I don't recommend, but uh, it used to be very stable, and the, the company was going to take care of you, and they don't now. Where do people, what do they turn to right now? Well, they turn to things like um, video games, because you can lose yourself. You can go into this world where you go and blow up other worlds. I don't understand all that, but you go into that digital world, and they go in there. They go to um, drinking and drugs, of course. Uh, then they go into depression. It's almost like they invite themselves into depression, because in depression you don't really have to face the true energies. You're in depression. You can moan and groan about being depressed, but you really don't have to face what's out there or what's in here. I say all this, and it's not um, certainly not a pep talk, <laughs> but it's a reality on the planet right now. And you need to understand that it is not yours, unless you want it to be. You want it to be? I'm not going to try to take it away, but this is what the planet is going through. And oddly enough, it's all very appropriate. At this incredible time of changing, you're going to see it in technology, you're going to see it in uh, in physics, you're going to see it in just every part of life changing so quickly. The way, the way children come into this planet, the birthing process itself, and you're going to see all this, everything change. What were the old stable pillars of life that you could always rely on? Even if everything else was changing, you have these pillars of life that you knew were going to be there. They're going away, and people are, people are desperate. People are desperate. Now, the pep talk <laughs> portion, this is where you come in. This is why you're here. You know that we've talked about it. There's nothing mysterious about it. And all you got to do is shine your light. Pretty simple stuff. It's very, very important right now uh, to understand the difference of what's yours and what's not. It's very important. And, and you get all messed up in the brain. And as I said, in Kihok, we're going to start doing it. We'll bring it to the shouts. We're going to go beyond the brain and its constant analysis of things. We're just going to go out and do it. But you've got to be pretty balanced within yourself to do that. You have to be pretty clear within yourself of what's yours and what's not. And it's as simple. You're the master. If you don't like it, you don't want it, it's not yours, say goodbye. If you want to play around with it, that's fine, but I'll probably end up calling you on the game that you're playing and saying that that's a big game you know, let go of it. And some of you will, some of you won't. But it's not going to get better anytime soon. 
You're not going to see suddenly everybody gathering around and passing the peace pipe and the problems of the world resolving themselves and suddenly there's no hungry people and you're going to see more of a, of a chasm between those who have it and those who don't. And that's not making a judgment either. The ones, actually, <laughs> with, with my background and, and my feelings about things, the ones who don't, shame on them. Shame on them for not having it. They're using it as an excuse. Poor me, I don't have it. They all have it. They're taking away the money. No, they're not. You're not smart enough to get it for yourself. So I'm going to be hard on the have-nots. I don't feel sympathy for them. You want it, you get it. And then they say, but I don't know how to. And it's like, come here. I'm going to show you a group of people around the world called Chambra. I'm going to show you how they change their lives. They set a path for you. They set examples. They, they're the standards. And you can change anything you want. Anything you want. And what I love is you're finding that out. You're discovering that. You're also discovering something on a higher um, platitude, a uh, higher altitude rather, that what you thought you wanted before, the human need, is not really that important. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Um, but you've changed, and you're going to see it here uh, in, in just a moment. You've changed incredibly on what's important in your life. And, you know, maybe before it was money and relationships, whatever, you realize that's really not that important anymore. You're starting to realize that those things are just there. You don't have to strive for them. They're actually really not needs. You know, money. No. It's it, put your. Uh, put your feelings into something much grander. What's really important to you? Uh, money, money means it's really nothing. It's just your energy. And having more money, actually, for for most people on the planet, is self-destructive. It really is. And, and I'm making some wonderful statements today. But <laughs> no, you know, somebody who's in in pity and you know, just they're in this whole kind of a rut of feeling sorry for themselves. You give them more money, what are they going to do? They're just going to have more sorrow. It's, it's a, almost a physics formula. You give somebody who's in a low consciousness, uh, lacking in self-worth, you give them now some more energy, are they suddenly going to turn that into, oh, now I'm worthy, now I'm, you know, let all my problems go? No, they'll use that energy, that money, to compound their problems. It's that simple. And I say this because you've learned that. You've gone through it the tough way. You've, you've, you've gone through the hell. And now you realize it's not really necessary. Benching. This has been the Art of Benching series. We're going to go on to Alt. It was a good transition in, this, in these last shouts of going from one to the other. Uh, the fact is, you don't have to do benching. And you found that out. I mean, you really don't have to go and set a time and go find a bench somewhere or a chair or whatever it is and then shine your light. I would say about 81% of Chambra figured out, hey, Adamas, screw the bench. I'm always shining my light. I'm like, really? I didn't know that. Oh. Yes, indeed, you are always shining your light. The benching was not so much about the planet as for you. 
Because when you sat there, you just stopped for a moment, you got yourself a nice coffee or whatever. You're taking time for yourself. You, at first you thought, well, I'm doing this for the planet. <laughs> you were doing it for yourself. You're always shining your light. It's always radiating, and you don't even have to be thinking about it. You don't have to be benching. You could be in the middle of a nice dinner. You could be in the middle of sex, anything like that, and you're still shining your light, <laughs> especially with a good dinner. Uh, so the whole benching series was about you stopping for a moment to really let that light shine onto yourself. It's always been shining onto the planet. Some have challenged me. Uh, actually, many have challenged me. <laughs> Some chamber have challenged saying, all right, we started this benching series, Shining Our Light to the World, a year ago. A lot of good that's done, hasn't it? <laughs> Look where we are now. Maybe we should dim the light, you know? Maybe we should extinguish that light altogether. But actually, it's the real proof. You shine your light, and it's going to get things going. Well, it's going to get people out of their, uh, out of their laziness, out of their uh, kind of their limitations, and because when the light suddenly shines, and somebody's been intentionally in the darkness of their life, and the light shines, and it shows all the other potentials, they don't necessarily want to see that. It's calling them on their game. Say, you could choose this, you could choose that, you could do all these other things. They don't like it, so they try to dim the light, or pretend it's not there. But the light is actually shaking up a lot of things on this planet that needed to get shaken up. You say, well, yeah, but we have, we've got a war going on. Isn't it you know, interesting, too, if you look at uh, the Calder um, stopping me saying, oh, the Russian chamber are going to get upset with you. I don't care. <laughs> the, the dates that Putin uses for his uh, friendly occupation of other nations, uh, very statistically aligned with, uh, with numerology. There's no mistake in that at all. Sorry if I offended you, but move, go somewhere else then. I, yeah, we're not going to get off on that today. Later. I'll have a talk with you. Okay, I'll make a deal with you. I'm going to do uh, a special session for Russian-speaking Chambra only, whether you're from Russia or anywhere else, you throw your toughest questions at me. You, you, whatever you want to ask, we'll have our, our session just for the Russians. Linda, you're writing this down, of course. Uh, and uh, No, Linda's running to the other room right now. No, I want to I talk about it, because uh, you're not free. Not that any others are, but you're not free. You're there for a reason, and some of you just haven't figured that reason out, uh, why you're in Russia, why you, were, why you were reincarnated into Russia. Many of you have been there time and time again. I'm a little disturbed with some of you because you forgot why you're really there. You've become very defensive. You're not Russians, and you're not Americans, and you're not Brazilians, and you're not Mexicans. You're beyond all that. And if you're still playing the game of nationality, or even your, your, uh, your sexual, your gender, if you're still playing the game of uh, even age, you haven't learned it yet. You haven't figured it out. You're not. You, you might be living in Russia. You might be a woman. You might be 52 years old. But you're not. You're not. So we'll have a little one-on-one -on -one chat. Yeah. 
You had nothing else to do. Huh? You thought next weekend was going to be Kasama. It's not. We've got a perfect opening. We just slide in a little uh, channel. Okay, deal. Thank you, thank you. Okay, everybody settle down now. Okay. Ooh. Okay, uh, funny, you give them a channel and they all settle down. And they're writing their questions right now. Yeah. So let's continue. Uh, where were we? Oh, benching. Art of benching. So it was really for you. Your light is always shining on this planet. The moment that you made the decision to come back here in this lifetime and do what you're doing, whether you were in your darkest days or not, you were still shining a light. And we're going to continue on with that. We're going to go into the ALT series. And ALT means several different things. It's variable, multiple realities. We're no longer going to be stuck in this. Uh, we, we, through Kihak, we're going to blow past the mind, and then we'll help bring all those energies to Chambra. But we're going to learn what it's like to truly be alt. And it's a little, you know, it sounds like fun, but actually it's pretty disruptive. Uh, it, it, it shakes up the old systems, but you'll be safe. You will be safe in it. We're going to find out in alt uh, that there are so many realities and so many different ways of playing in the reality. But the big question is, how do you want to play? Joy or suffering? You want to go way out there or you want to kind of stay small? And staying small, I mean staying within a limited, uh, comfortable reality is fine, but we're going to be going out there. There's no room out there uh, in what we're going to be doing if you're carrying old issues. There's not. So we gotta, we got to let those go. And it's not that difficult. It really isn't. Alt is also the original name of Atlantis. Alt. So we're truly going to be we're not going back to Atlantis, but that whole Atlantean dream and the whole camaraderie that we had is really going to come together in this next series. But again, no room for, uh, for issues, no room for whining. Now, there will be, and we will have a lot of discussions about there, there are uncertainties, there are things you may not understand. We'll bring those to discussion, not to processing, but to discussion so that we can let those go. I guess what I'm saying, it's time to put on your master's pants <laughs> or shirt or bra or whatever it is, because uh, we're going to go there now. We're doing it on the planet. When you're shining your light, it shakes things up. And uh, to me, that's a wonderful testament to what you're doing. Things on the planet are getting shaken up. Now, we don't want to go so far as they blow up. There's a big difference between shaking up and blowing up. Uh, but we want to shake things up a little bit. Otherwise, uh, things just keep going the same old way, the same old issues, nothing ever evolves and changes. So we're going to continue shining the light in alt realities in many different ways and continue shaking up the planet. But for now, if you have problems and issues, if there's things that are weighing heavy on you, get the fuck over them where we're going where we're going, uh, there's no room for them. And there's no need for them. There's really no need. There's really not. So let's just move on with where we're going to next. Okay. Good deep breath with that. Linda, you ready? I'm sorry. Am I being a little too aggressive today? Not any more than usual. Okay, good. Um, you know, I, and I want to make it very clear that this next step is going to be a big one. 
and you just cannot be holding on to issues, it's going to hurt a lot more uh, if you do. It's going to hurt you a lot more and to a degree even hold back the group. So let's just get over them. Last shout. We talked about the master's rights. Talked about the master's rights. And so many of you wrote in, gave your, your suggestions and ideas. Most of them were really, really good. And uh, again, I was like that proud papa at the Ascended Masters Club holding up the list and for them to see. There were some that were a little offbeat, <laughs> different, uh, but for the most part. Now, what I did was I felt into all of them, not just the ones that were submitted in writing, but the ones that you thought about or perhaps posted online but didn't uh, send in. So I took an overall assessment of the master's rights. And this is not a final document. It's a working, uh, something, work in progress. But I extracted really the top ones and, and reworded them because uh, the wording, a lot of the wording was um, uh, kind of coming from the negative, and I wanted to state it in an affirmative way. Uh, things like, uh, um, um, I have a right to not be fearful anymore. It's like, okay, but that's still fearful. Uh, so how do, you, how do we put this in a positive? So I did a lot of polishing and distilling on this. And polishing what? Polishing the, the words. Words. So I did a lot of uh, wordsmithing on these and came up with this pretty much in order of uh, importance to Chambre. What were the top items on this? So we're going to go through those now uh, and talk about them. The rights of a master, or whatever you want to call them, who's actually an interesting study, uh, looking at all these and feeling into the energies and what's really going on with Chambre. And I was taken by somewhat of a surprise at what became the most important right for Chambre, and that is, that is, that's the cue. That's <laughs> I am safe, always, with my natural protection. Good. Yeah, Calder's telling me that he's going to run him. I am safe. Now, that was pervasive throughout all the answers, hundreds, 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 and hundreds of answers. And uh, sent in, and not to include, even include the other ones, but Chambra, they realize they have a right to feel safe. They have a right to feel safe with their own natural protection. Now, when we started this shout, I said, what's going on in the world? The world feels unsafe right now. And you really distill everything down, they just feel unsafe. Here you're saying you have the right to feel safe, and, and it's very true. You have a natural protection. It doesn't matter what else is happening in the world right now. It doesn't matter if there is a huge recession or depression. You are safe. Could you feel that, please, and understand that if there is a war, you are safe. If there is natural catastrophe, an environmental uh, great environmental imbalances, which there are right now, you are safe. Can you feel that and accept that right? I mean, it is your right. And don't say, well, how? Just accept that it is your right to be safe. 
Can you feel into that and allow that? That was the number one chakra. Years ago, years ago, it was money. Uh, they were said the right to abundance, the right to be rich, and all the rest of that. How things have shifted right now. I have the right to be safe in an unsafe world. And without feeling the need, you have to go out and rescue everybody else who's not safe or who might not be safe. You can't do that. You have to stay in your safety. They, they rely on that. It's like the drowning person syndrome. They, one drowning person isn't going to help another drowning person. Stay above the water. Stay safe. So can you feel that and truly embody that? I have that right to be safe. That is going to be so crucial in, in going forward. Okay, next one on the list. I am an open expression without need to explain or limit. This came as a result of people saying, I'm tired of people not understanding me. I'm tired of not being able to be who I am. I'm tired of not being able to speak my truth. I'm tired of being analyzed, criticized, ostracized, and everything else through this. And I distilled this and made it a little bit easier to <laughs> put into ten words or less. I am an open expression. I am an open expression. I have that right without the need to explain it or limit it. That first surfaced at one of our gatherings in Kona um, earlier this year, I believe it was, and to my surprise also, uh, the biggest issue with that group, the biggest thing that they were frustrated about is they were not being seen. They were not being seen. They, were, they felt like they had to stay so small and without expression or constantly try to explain themselves. That time is done now. That time is long gone. You have the right to your full expression. Now, one could argue and say, well, does that mean you can yell fire in a movie theater? Please, we're beyond that. Let's not get into those philosophical arguments. You're not going to do that. You have the right to be who you are. And that's the light shining. That's, the, that's being able to now... You know, so many of you have had problems with um, articulating, putting things into words, speaking. Uh, and you can feel it on the inside and it, it starts to come out, uh, try to come out in words and you stumble and fumble because it was suppressed for so long. You have the right and the ability to speak and the words just flow out. When you stop going just from the brain and you learn to let the energy speak for itself. The energy speaks for itself. You don't have to think through it. The words just flow. And you just flow. And you don't have to explain to anybody. You know why? Well, because first of all, you don't have to. They, you don't owe it to them. And secondly, they're just going to get it. When you are in your true expression, they get it, no matter what words are said. It's happening on many different levels. So that is your right now. Open expression, verbally, energetically, artistically, anywhere you want. And, and I'm not, it's, some of you, I'm getting these challenges. Does that mean you go out and start talking about, uh, you know, politics? And no, it's not about that. That's, you're beyond that now, I hope. And the few of you that are still stuck in that, a conspiracy and politics, please leave. I mean, we've got better things to do here. You're no longer having to, you know, get up on a soapbox and talk about which political party is right or wrong or anything like that. 
causes are no longer yours. There is something much more conscious for you to do on the planet. So uh, I am. Feel into that moment. I am an open expression without having to justify it. Next on the list. I am free without karma, guilt, or shame. There are a lot of uh, input uh, and said in many different ways, but uh, people, Shambhar, were saying, I'm tired of having karma. I'm tired of having uh, the, the guilt and the shame. Many who have gone through Threshold in particular saying, I finally am getting it, how, how I had so much guilt and shame, now I'm done with it. So I kind of distilled everything into this simple, you have the right to be free. And that includes karma. You don't have any karma unless you want karma. Uh, karma doesn't exist. I mean, it's an illusion until you decide you want to bring it into your life. Guilt and shame, on the other hand, uh, are pretty real because you generate it. You've got a little machine inside you that makes guilt and shame every day and it just churns it out. And, you know, but sooner or later you say, I'm going to unplug that machine because I'm really tired of it. You have the right to be free. There is a, something that's kind of stuck in human psychology. I have to feel guilty about something, otherwise I'm going to do bad things. No, no, that's so yesterday, that's so old. You don't need guilt and shame to be kind of guideposts or, or, or walls leading, hallways leading in your life. Guilt and shame uh, is just one a bad one-way street. Uh, you don't need guilt and shame to hold you in place to make somewhere along the line. You got this thing that I was a bad person. Uh, one of the shameful things about the new age is, man, they they love this guilt. Past lives, you you murdered all these people, and oof, it wasn't you. It was your freaking past life, you know. And they have to deal with it, and they are dealing with it right now, and on many levels. It's not yours, and you don't need to carry that anymore. And you can let it go just in an instant, but then the guilt and shame come back. Well, I have to carry a little bit of it, you know. Don't, and am I partly responsible for that? No. An end to karma, an end to guilt and shame. Just imagine it for a moment. Just like really use your imagination. What would it be like on a typical day if you had no guilt, shame, or karma? Whoa, that is freedom. So that was a big one. And you have a right to it. You don't have to attain it. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, you don't have to work hard for it. You don't have to suffer it. Instantly, right now, that is your right. I am free of guilt, shame, and karma. Okay. I am beauty and sensuality. Yes, you are. This was kind of a recurring theme uh, throughout all the input that came through. Shambhar was saying, I finally want to have beauty in my life. I want to see beauty. I want to be sensual. I'm tired of just looking at a tree and thinking it's a tree. I want to see the beauty inherent in everything. And that is your right. The mind is programmed into seeing things in a very linear, literal way. And oftentimes the beauty of life, the sensuality, is stripped away by many, many things. But I would say it's one of your most beautiful senses, the sense of beauty. It is a, a sense. And sensuality, living a, a sensual life, a delicious life, where everything you eat is sensual. 
everything you feast your eyes upon is sensual. Every, everything music and everything else. And if it's not sensual, if it's inherently not sensual and you cannot connect with the sensual energies, throw it out of your life. Because there are things that kind of, the energy, the way it's built in is kind of unsensual, but throw it out of your life. It's time to be the beauty uh, within yourself and in everything around you. Imagine now, going forward, that you see beauty in all things. And not, not meant as a, a little, just a little cliché, but I mean truly feel the beauty in things. That's the way life should be. Without it, there's not going to be any happiness. There's going to be depression. There's going to be anxiety. Once you start letting the natural beauty of everything come through and let yourself perceive it, you can't be depressed and you cannot be bored. You could, you could sit on a park bench eight hours a day and do nothing but feel, sense, and experience the beauty. And somebody would say, well, isn't that boring, just sitting there all day? And it's like, no, boring is what you're doing not leading a sensual life. That's boring. Okay, moving on. Okay. I Oh, you're going to say this. Did you want to say it? No, you say it. Well, you say it all the time. I know, but so you should say okay, it. Practice, okay. you know. Okay. I am that I am. Not mass consciousness, nor my ancestors, past lives, angelic families, or projections of others. You're none of that. And again, it's uh, commonly believed that well, you're you know you're partly your family and angelic families. We got rid of angelic families what a couple of years ago. That was a good thing. Through you're none of those. those. Now it leaves a sense of, of void, perhaps, uh, for a short time, because you associated with those things. They were they were they were part of you, and in a way, they're still part of your story. But you're no longer indebted to them. None of those. You are a free being. I am that I am, not what my family is, not what my past lives were. You're not your past lives at, at all. Like I've said before, they're like cousins of the soul or something, but it's not you. And even more importantly, they're looking to you to get out of that, e even your soul family uh, old lineage. They're looking for you to rise above that, saying, I'm not just another uh, lifetime in a string of lifetimes of my soul. You are the ascended, uh, the designated ascendee. You are the one that breaks free of even the soul's patterns of past lives. It's huge. It's huge. I am that I am. Not that they are. Not that my biological family is not that mass consciousness, not the projections that other people put upon me. I am that. I am. I'll decide who I am. Going through your input on these, uh, this is what we call the Bill of Rights or Master's Rights, was phenomenal feeling in deep into all these answers. Uh, it, was, it was quite an experience that I've had. Next one. I am aware of my soul senses as well as my human senses. Good. You know your human senses probably all too well. Uh, I'm using the word soul senses now rather than angelic senses. We're kind of getting away from the angelic family stuff. They're your soul senses, and there's, there's over 200,000 of them. You won't need a lot of them, but it's time now. You have a right 
to those senses. We've talked about a number of them. Uh, beauty is one. The ability to focus is one. There's a number of them. We'll be dropping more here and there. <laughs> no, dropping as in name dropping. Oh, or, oh. Yeah. I'm trying to be hip here and use kind of hip terminology. You're still... Kasumi was giving me crap lately, and he said, I'm a little behind the times, and I need to talk and dress uh, uh, more more current, and I need to listen to any music other than classical. So I'm, I'm trying. So please, bear with me. Yeah. What's up, man? <laughs> oh, that's the right track. <laughs> I may need some more coaching on that, but of course, he's the one that helped to give me my name, Adamas. Of course, we know what it means. Yes, we do. Uh, so <laughs> so um, he's getting warmed up for the Dream of the Merlin event. Of course. So um, you've got these beautiful senses. Let's bring them in. And how do you do that? You just allow it. We'll talk about it. I'll give some explanation of what these other senses are. But we're going to start weaving them right in. And it makes life so much more rewarding and fulfilling and fun and exciting and, and magical. Uh, you get your human senses, great, but let's integrate some of these others to make life experience for the remaining time you have here on the planet that much more special. So you have the right to your soul senses. I don't care what the mind says, where, where are they and how do I use them? Shut up. We're just going to bring them in. We're going to be doing a lot of shut ups and, and fuck yous uh, coming up. <laughs> Just to set the, the parameters, okay. Or shut the fucks up. Uh, yeah. You know, if I say sh just shut up, that, that's kind of like, okay, one thing. But if it's shut the fuck up, that's really important. Okay. Make note of that. That's really important. Okay. What next? That's how I know Jeff's channeling. Next on the list? I am joy in every cell in my body and thought in my mind. Yeah. So there was a lot of input about uh, the light body, for instance. Hmm? Um, there's a lot of, uh, I want my light body now, and I want joy, and they kind of seem to almost blend together. The body is challenging. <laughs> you don't need me to tell you that. The body uh, hurts and is in pain. You're going through this transformation. Uh, it's time, though, to say, let's be in joy with, with every every atom, every cell in the body. Let's, let's be in joy in the thoughts in the mind. Now, I'm not talking about artificial optimism. I'm talking about true joy. And combined with some of the other things we have up here, the ability to, to just let yourself be in joy. And joy, uh, happiness, sensuality, the flow. I guess perhaps that's maybe even a better word than joy. I, I am my flow, my flow of energy, my flow of ease and grace without all this resistance and friction along the way. And this is your right. Have it in your body and your mind and in everything you do. Okay. I am relaxed at long last. Now, that was interesting also. There was a lot of that. Uh, unexpected, but it wasn't said in such a way. It was, I, I need to finally relax. <laughs> and uh, I'm so tired of being stressed. Uh, I just The anxiety is overwhelming. You have a right to be relaxed at long last. Why? Let's go back to the first one, because you are safe. When you're safe, you can relax. 
The rest of the world's not safe. They're not relaxed. They're in anxiety. Tensions are mounting, building up. Who knows what's, where things are going to go? Well, I do, but uh, the, I am relaxed. Just feel into that for a moment. I am relaxed at long last. There's a lot of tension in your relaxation. <laughs> no, I mean, really feel into it. It's your right. It's your right to be relaxed, to be at ease. Now, accept that right. I am relaxed. Ah, you're not very relaxed. <laughs> there's, there's still, there's still a lot of tension. Okay, so on your own time, come back to I am safe. It's not a mental construct. It's nothing that you have to diagram out. It is a right. You don't have to think through it. It's a right. I am safe. Then, after you really feel that, now go, I am relaxed. Ah, you can relax because you're safe. That's simple. It's a right. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to work hard for it. It is your right. Okay, what else do we have on the list? I am in physical harmony with my physical and light body. Again, a lot of, a lot of physical coming through here. Uh, I, I do understand, and the physical is perhaps one of the most challenging things to, to get through right now. And I do have to say there's just going to be discomfort going through this whole transition into light body. I'll tell you right now, the easier way to do it, if you want the easy, you want the easy way, die. <laughs> no, and then you come back. Then you come back in a fresh, you know, little baby, and uh, you know, you go, oh. Geez, when I was reborn again, I, I brought in my light body right with me, you know, in the birth canal. If you're going to stay here like this, it, it, it's tough on the body. You do a lot of breathing and you keep re remembering you have the right to safety. So you have the right to a physical harmony uh, with your biology. Your biology is uh, hyperactive right now uh, in its communications. Uh, you've got the aniatron, which is starting to go away, but that's actually stimulating communications between all the particles and the cells and the, the non-physical parts of your physical body. It's hyper-communicative, which is one reason you have trouble sleeping at night. And then you say, I can't sleep because my body's aching in pain. It's because your, your body is talking a lot. Now it's time for you to realize you have a right to physical harmony. Fuck you, body. Physical harmony. I don't care what you say. I'm tired of this hurting. I'm tired of this playing this long, drawn-out game. Light body time. Uh, now. Physical harmony. Accept that right. You, it's uh, phenomenal, but uh, I don't know if there's any machines that could actually test it right now, but once you accept that right, it does start changing. Uh, all the communications that are kind of going on, and it's kind of like parts of your body, like, what's going on? What's happening? Well, you know, there's light body coming in, and what am I supposed to do? Am I getting older, and am I going to get COVID? Am I going to get monkeypox, or whatever it happens to be? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I have a right to physical harmony. Shut up. Make this transition. Light body, stop standing off to the side. Kick my physical body in the ass, but not too hard. Let's integrate right now. You have that right. Right on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa. 
Yeah. The biology is really a tough thing, and just when you think you're having a good day and suddenly you're sick or you're hurting or whatever, and it takes away from all that. So I'm going to ask you to be strong and bold and a leader of your own physicality. It is your body. It's not your ancestors anymore. It is yours. Take the leadership role and take that right. Don't just look at it. Don't just lick it. Take that right and bring it inside. It's yours. Okay. Next. Does the F word translate into like the 30 languages that this is being translated oh, to? Oh, sure. Everybody knows fuck. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of words that are common that I've found around the world. Uh, okay. Everybody uses okay, you know, in most, most cultures. Okay. Are you okay with that? Yeah. And then shit uh, is another one. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's nothing bad. It's just four letters put together, shit, you know, but uh, people understand that. And then fuck. Uh, fuck is probably... Some of you are cringing. It's like, so what, Master? You know, you have the right to say fuck. That should be up there <laughs> on those slides. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't care. Other people might cringe. It's like, well, go fuck yourself then, you know? It's like, fuck me. You know? I'm a master, and I, I don't have to be embarrassed. I don't have to hold back because your little human ears don't like the word fuck. Fuck you, you know? Please, what the fuck? Um, so we should incorporate that into the into this, don't you think? Maybe we could take a fuck vote. Uh, do we put it in Bill of Rights or not? Keep it in fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one, really important one, super important one. I am beyond death, as the human condition once knew it. You're beyond death. Uh, I'd go as far as to say you already died. In, in, the, in the true energetic way of the physical human condition, you've already died. You've already gone through that. So much of human life is set up regarding death. Uh, you, you slowly move your way to death. And there's fear in it, there's uncertainty, and there's doubt. And um, you know, people don't understand death, and they come up with these weird things about what happens with death or nothing happens. You're beyond death. And that's so important in understanding, particularly all of you who wrote in and said, I, I, I don't want to die in an undignified way. Amen. You're right. You don't have to. You have the right to leave whenever you want. And you do have the right to leave how you want. You really do, if you accept that right. If you just look at it on the wall and say, well, that sounds good. I'm talking about accepting that. You have the right to die. Death is very, very easy. Death is a huge... Death is actually so much fun that you want to go back and do it again. Um, this, it's like the roller coaster. Oh, fuck! <laughs> and then you get off and it's like, oh, that was cool. I'm going to do that again. Death is kind of like that. It's like, oh, Grim Reaper, oh! And then you go through it and you, suddenly you're on the other side and you're like, wow. Look at me now. Adamus, you're here greeting me. My, some of my Chambra friends are here. Wow, that was fun. You know, and then you, realize, then you have to laugh at yourself because you realize all that worry for, what, 80, 90 years of your life was all unfounded. It was really easy. So one of your rights is to die how you want. Dignified, if you want. You do the long, slow. If you want, you can just walk out. Oh, 
to talk about that in just a moment. So you are beyond death. Can you accept that right? Okay. Die with dignity. Die with humor. Die going out in a in a flame. Die telling jokes uh, or eating a big meal. Okay. Uh, ooh, that look. Ooh. Jeez. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, and finally. I own my secret garden in the deep sanctuary of my soul. Nobody actually stated it like this, uh, but they said, I have a right to my own place where nobody can come and interfere. I have a right to my soul, my sovereignty, where uh, the, the, the energies of mass consciousness are not going to come in. I have a right to this private place where I can go and rejuvenate myself anytime I want. That is your right, and everybody has it. We talk about it in different terms. In Kihak, uh, particularly, we talked about the devere. It's the pure state of energy. But it even goes beyond that. It's not a hiding place. And some of, of you have mistaken that in the past. It's not a hiding place. It's not a secret cave, an underground cave. It's your secret garden. It's where you can go whenever you want. Nobody else can interfere. Nobody else can enter. Even if you invited them in, they're they can't. It's your place. It's your, it's your refuge with your soul. And in the secret garden, it can be a garden or a forest. It can be a river. It can be sky. It can be nothing. But it's your place that's only for you. You can stay there as long as you want to rejuvenate, to rebalance, to, uh, to really connect with your soul. Nobody can ever take it away. And you'll realize it's always been there. You just lost your way, forgot that it was there, and thought that this was some big communal garden that we shared with everybody. It's not. It's your garden. Let's take a deep breath with that. This is your right. I believe that's about all we had. Oh, one more. Well, good. I am a master, and I define that reality. You bet. That's kind of a good summary. I am a master. You're not trying to attain masterhood or mastership anymore. We're, we're beyond that. You either are a master or you're not. If you're not, it's time to leave. If you are, let's go forward with the very reason, the mashin for being here on the planet. Some of you think you have to continually keep uh, trying to earn this, or you're looking uh, around in your reality to say, but I need the validation that I am a master. I need other people to ooh and ah. I need, need to perform magic tricks. You're never going to get that, ever, until you decide you're a master. You're not going to get the outside validation until on the inside you've accepted your right as a master. And that's it. It's as simple as that. And then you realize, as the master, you define your reality. Nobody else does. You're aware of other realities all around, but you say, I am the master. I define the reality. Not mass consciousness, not uh, your old families or anything like that, but I define my reality. At that point, you realize what's important. And it's not money. And it's not relationships. It's not being sexy or it's not being uh, having uh, all these titles behind your name, your diplomas, you realize that was all an interesting 
experience, but you start to realize what is important. And there's not many things that actually are. But the funny thing is, when you realize that and you accept, I am the master, everything else just works out. You don't even have to think about abundance or health or relationships or any of that. It's just there. When you're in mastery, it is just there. Why? Because your energy already knows. It's just now for you to realize that. Your energy already knows how to bring forth abundance and wisdom and, and peace and joy and a balanced biology. It already knows. And it's just waiting there to serve you. Feel into your right. I am a master. Don't keep testing on the outside to say, but I need to see something external. I need people to be super impressed with me, or I need to have suddenly be able to walk on water. That will never happen, because it, all it means is you don't believe it. You're looking outside yourself for validation, and it will never happen. You're going to be on a long, long, long search. The minute you accept your right as a master, your energy, your reality, then the magic occurs. And then it's not important anymore. It's all just there. So uh, there was many, 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 many wonderful responses. I was very impressed with what we got. Uh, wouldn't have been this way three or four years ago. So uh, Linda, I, I uh, asked Calder to put a few others together just so you could hear. Uh, they didn't get included in the short list, but worthy of mention. Okay. You want me to first read one? Off? First one. I you have don't mind if I eat, do you? This is quite good. I'm fucking intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what do we have here? Uh, some of the other that didn't make the list. Uh, I love this first one. I have the right to be the author of my life. I love the po poetic way that's put. I'm the author of my life. Nobody else is going to write the script. I am the author. Did you write that? No, I didn't. I have the right not to feel responsible for others' experiences. Yeah. Now, that's so important. You're not responsible. If, and if they're having a miserable life, so be it. Can you be a master enough to accept that, that they're choosing it? Now, when they come to you and they ask for your guidance, for your light or whatever, now is the time to act. But, you know, just with the average person, family members, friends, miserable life, have compassion. They're choosing it. It's so important not to take on the world's problems. The right to be a pirate. I had to include that one, you know. <laughs> Good. I think we've proven that today on some of the other slides. Next. The right to communicate and dialogue with animals and plants just like when I talk to a person. So the, the right to dialogue with animals and plants, I wish there had been a period right there, but they continued and said, uh, what was the rest of it? Just like when I talk to a person. Just like when I talk to a person. No. No. If you're going to communicate with plants and animals, you don't use English or German or Russian or any of those. You don't use those. You do it energetically. You have a natural sense of communication. Maybe as we expand the list a little bit, uh, you have the right to communicate non-verbally uh, and to understand it. You don't talk to your dog with words. The dog's saying, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> you talk energetically. Now, 
You're going to hear your mind putting it to words, uh, which is okay, but you're not putting it into words first. So you're connecting with, uh, with your dog. You're connecting with Belle. And you're feeling this, and it, not putting it into words is kind of difficult, but it's just this sense of love and, uh, and how, what else? It's the energy. They feel yeah. the energy. You don't have to put it into words. Now, you might hear your mind going, okay, uh, we need to translate that into love and acceptance and I miss you, but that's not what you're conveying. You don't talk to uh, other non-human things in human terms. You feel into it psychically, and it's okay. Your mind will attach a word. It's okay, but the first order is to do it energetically. And so, when we're communicating right here, like this, uh, with Joanne, I don't have to use words. Use our words are a distraction right now. But I'm communicating something very beautiful to you, and it doesn't need words. And you don't need words to understand it. It's there. Okay. So I wanted that one to just make sure you understand. You don't, you don't stop using language. Uh, there, there is a higher type of communication. Good. The right to never incarnate anywhere ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> read that with some. Read it with the expression in the way it was actually first written. The right to never incarnate anywhere ever again. Yeah. Well, okay. I think it speaks for itself. And you don't have to, by the way. Uh, you don't have it to. It has a lot of exclamation points. It did, yeah. But I thought that was very fitting for Chambra. I am never going to incarnate again. There is an alternative, though. We're going to talk about it in alt. Okay, next. The right to ignore any advice given by any grand ascended masters and choose my own experience instead. <laughs> Oh, we're back on there. No, no, that's what was being given to me. <laughs> that's what I sense beyond the words. What was this person really trying to convey? Mm. <laughs> Good. And finally, befitting of today, I'm reading it exactly as it's posted the right to be an arrogant and a motherfucker. I don't think you read that right. The right to be arrogant and a motherfucker. Yeah, the right to be arrogant and a motherfucker. Okay. All right. Let's true. read it again to make sure we got it right. <laughs> you just you just want to say that word again, don't you? Okay. All right. Let's take a moment to really feel into uh, the the true master's rights. Every one of these is your right. And there's a lot more of them. And we can make a really long list. I wanted to kind of distill it, though. These are your rights. You don't have to earn it. It's not uh, elusive. It's not somewhere else. Every one of these is right here. And let's just start right now with safe. You have the right to be safe. You understand that? I mean, physically safe, emotionally safe, financially safe. You have the right to be safe even in a world filled with crime and darkness. You can choose that right, or you can debate the right, or you can say, well, I'll just take a little bit of it. But you do have the right to be totally safe. And it's not that a bunch of angels are hovering around protecting you. It's your own soul, your own energy that's doing it. You can be in the middle of a storm, in the middle of chaos, which the planet is going through right now. You have the right to be safe.
Will you accept that right? Okay, let's take a good deep breath. We're going to shift. We're going to do a hard shift of energies and go into our Mirab now with the lights down and start with a little music. Let's take a couple good deep breaths, though, as we go into the Mirab. And I'm going to start it as a story. And let me know when you're ready back there. Take a good deep breath. Interesting thing is we've gone through a lot today, a lot of words, bad words too. Uh, but feel into a moment for the energy for the energies. You have that right to feel things, the communications on many different levels. This story is a very true story. It's about a chambra. A true master, a true master. She was like so many of you. Came to the planet quite a while ago, and early in life wondered why she had come to the biological family that she'd come to. Never felt quite right with it. Never felt like she was really. A member of the family. It wasn't bad family. It wasn't. There's some abuse, but it wasn't anything extraordinary. But she just never felt like well, she was one of them. At a very early age, early early age, uh, I remember seeing her sitting on the grass in front of the house, daydreaming, saying, "Someday I'm going to escape from from this place." Not meaning just her family in the house, but place meaning kind of like a energy, a reality. Someday I'm going to escape from this place. Someday I'm going to go see the world. Someday I'm going to be able to follow my heart. I remember watching her on that day. So determined, so beautiful. <laughs> She wasn't a great student at all. Didn't care that much for school. And it was interesting because while she was so good with people, she didn't have a lot of friends. Didn't want a lot of friends. I found it was important to. Plenty of time to herself. She was attractive, and the boys kind of chased after her. But you know, she had some built-in thing. This kind of—I guess you call it safety net—not to get too involved in relationships because she knew ultimately where she was going. There wasn't room for that. Unfortunately, I guess, but there just wasn't room. She left home at a relatively early age, shortly after high school, and went to college, studied psychology, healthcare. And never really that into the study. She just wanted to get out there and get her hands in it, to do the work, not just study it. And she eventually. Got through all the the schooling and 
and went out into the into the job world and was very disappointed, very disappointed at her dreams and her goals, her aspirations for helping other people were being crushed by the system, by bureaucracy, by people's egos and all the things that, you know, happen once you get into the real world, as they call it, which really isn't the real world. And she got married along the way, but the relationship was okay, but just okay. And she never really put herself totally into it. She kind of felt bad about that, but she couldn't help it. She just couldn't totally immerse into it. She couldn't couldn't let her own soul go that deep into another person. She loved to travel. She could not stay in one place at one time for anything. She found herself driving around. Her, her car was probably the most important thing to her of anything, whatever car she happened to have. Her car because that was her freedom. She'd hop in that car and just drive, meet people along the way. She'd take jobs well, for a period of time, never too long. She'd take jobs as a caregiver. She was an excellent teacher also, but she could never stick with it for a long period of time. She found Crimson Circle. 15 plus years ago. <laughs> I'm not getting emotional. She is. She found Crimson Circle and she knew she was home. <laughs> These were her people. The ones that mattered more to her in life than anybody else, any, any other she'd ever met. She was home. She found herself traveling to the different meetings and workshops. She became a Crimson Circle teacher and then a mentor teacher. It was difficult for her, especially when COVID hit and she had to kind of reduce her travels and reduce being here with Chambra. In the last year or so, well, let me back up a little bit more. 2020, she became realized. She realized she was realized. She wasn't resisting it anymore. She wasn't dealing with it theoretically. She said to herself one day in the car, of course, I am realized. And it became so. And it was like so much from her was released at that point. So much of the worry and the doubt and the unsafety and the what ifs and suddenly it's I am realized and you know, the big lightning bolt didn't come down from heaven and angels didn't dance around her car. She spent that night actually at a campground building a campfire, nobody else around, just gazing into the fire, realizing what it really means to be realized. It's so subtle and so beautiful. 
And about a year ago, she said, you know, I'm leaving. I'm going. But I'm going to do it my way. And it's difficult because she struggled. She said, you know, maybe I should stay on the planet. Maybe maybe Adamus you know, wants me here to shine my light and all the rest of that. But in the end, she said, no, I am choosing what I want. I'm choosing even how I die. She spent the better part of the last year driving around, visiting friends, visiting places that she loved dearly, closing things up, wrapping things up. No drama, none whatsoever, no no anger. No, she'd long, long, long let go of all that. No sadness. And then one day she went out to the campground by herself. One day recently went to the campground by herself. Sat and just looked at the water, petted her car, (laughs) talked to her car. Thought about her lifetime and about her realization. And then just started walking towards the water, towards the lake, or the ocean rather started walking towards it. First she could feel the cold upon her feet from the water, that stimulation that you get when it first hits your feet, the awareness, oh, that's water and it's chilly. She got into about her knees and realized, that was really pretty cold. (laughs) Maybe I should have picked a better way to go, but no, no, this is how I planned it. And by the time she got up to her waist, she was already gone. She, she crossed over. Her physical body, I guess, continued going, walking into the water. She hadn't really thought about taking the body with her one way or the other, but it just kept on going out into the water, but she left. She spent a number of weeks just hanging around the planet in non-physical form, of course, vis- visiting some of you. And just feeling, feeling from the other side what, what this is all about. No remorse, of course, no remorse. And then, not so long ago, I guess about a week or so ago in your earth time, she said, okay, time to walk on. And when she did, she found herself immediately at the Ascended Masters Club. And we're talking about the one that many of you know, Patty Severance. Patty Severance. Patty's with us today. She's crying. (laughs) She is so filled with tears. Tears of love and joy for you, for her family, for the ones she knew personally, and even the ones she didn't know. I never met, but just the energy of her family. She is an Ascended Master. Of course, right away there was quite a celebration with Sartre and Kaderka and some of the others who have crossed over and the joy of seeing them. Now it brings up a big question. Big question. She left. It wasn't painful. It wasn't difficult. She left. And she'll agree with me when I say it. It's the easiest thing you ever do. 
And I call her a true master because she knew it was over for her. And again, not, there wasn't uh, like uh, there wasn't any drugs involved. She just walked out of her body. And it wasn't because of some medical issue or anything. It was just time. And it brings up a very important thing. She's a true master because she followed her heart and what she wanted to do. But here you are, still on the planet. It brings up a big question. Why? You don't have to be here. By the way, I want to be very, very clear. This was not suicide. Suicide is when one takes their physical body, the life of their physical body, and therefore their brain. When you just walk out, it's not suicide. You're not destroying your body or your brain. You are choosing consciously to leave. So it brings up such an issue about staying, about going forth. Now, she just didn't have the energy. She said, I've been here you know, 70 plus years on the planet. I'm tired, I'm done, and I'm happy. And it's fine if the rest of you stay, but now is my, my time to leave. So she's here today with us, first of all, to send her love and her greetings, but to ask you a very pointed question. Looking into your heart, do you want to stay? She didn't. Looking into your heart, and she's saying now there's no fence sitting on this. There's no, well, maybe, maybe not. Do you want to stay? And if you do, it's time to claim your rights as a master. You can't do it without it. It's going to hurt too much. You can't maybe your way into this. If you want to stay, claim your rights. If you don't want to stay, you can walk out. Your, your spirit really leaves your physical body before it's physically dead. You're, you're gone. It's just kind of on robo mode at that point. It could be days, but it's dead. And she asked that very profound question today. What would you like to do? She has no remorse or guilt or any of that. You can't <laughs> when you're an Ascended Master. Uh, about not sticking it out on the planet, none whatsoever. But she wants to make it very, very clear, you to make it clear within yourself, do you choose to stay, and therefore do you choose to have your energy serve you, or do you want to leave? There's no in-between. Her words, not mine. Let's take a good deep breath. Dear Patty, dear Patty, oh, many of you knew her personally. She was here many times, uh, came to the gatherings many times. She's now an ascended master. How about that? How about that? Yeah, it deserves an applause. And she's uh, saying uh, right now, uh, in answering Crowder's earlier question, yes, there really is an ascended master's club. <laughs> There really is, and it's 
fast, fascinating, fabulous. So let's take a good deep breath right now into this whole question. If you staying, not staying, we talked about it before, but if you choose to stay, it's time to claim your rights. You're going to need them. And hell, they're your rights anyway. So accept them. If you choose to leave, don't her words now coming through. If you choose to leave, don't dilly dally around with it. Don't play it like a game for five years. Am I going to leave or not going to leave? Because you're going to get involved in your own soap opera. What you want to do is just make a decision and then just do it. Her words. Let's take a good deep breath here. Now, she wanted to know if we're going to be bringing her up for a, a channel at some point at maybe the next Merlin event or the one after that. I just, you just got to be an ascended master. Just chill out a little bit. So it's such a such a wonderful time, such a changing time that we have right now. If you're going to stay, claim your rights. Let's take a good deep breath with that as we bring the Art of Benching series to an end, getting ready for Alt. Good deep breath and remembering all the time that all, all is well in all of creation. With that, thank you. I am Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Thank you. Thank you to Adamus. Truly an amazing shout closing out this incredible benching season to pull us on to alt and left with big decisions for ourselves. So with that, can you breathe into that and feel what it means for you? Very personal, very strong. Breathe it in. It's only for you. Breathe it in and let it be for you. So with that, Thank you so much for being a part of this shout. No matter where you were, we can feel those blips of light all over the globe. Thank you for being with us as we close out this shout. Thank you.
Well, I hope heaven finds what she's looking for And that hell treats us both just the same Heaven is closed and hell's overcrowded So I think I'll stay where I am So many people, and it's sure as lonely But who even gives a damn? I hear someone calling, coming from the craziness But there ain't nobody around Heaven is closed and hell's overcrowded So I think I'll just stay where I am Let's burn one for those still living in hell Let's burn one for those who think they're in heaven Burn one for everyone in the whole world And anyone stuck in between I think I'll stay where I am So many people, it sure is lonely But who even gives a damn? I hear someone calling, coming from the craziness But there ain't nobody around Heaven is closed and hell's overcrowded So I think I'll stay where I am Heaven is closed and hell's overcrowded So I think I have to stay where I am